Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. everybody. Welcome to the Tim Burns Show. I'm your host, Tim Burns, the common man with common sense and an uncommon desire to know the truth. What do we do? little politics, little current events. We cover the business world, but we have a dedicated focus to America. And the next couple of days is going to be all about that focus. We've just uh, got news that the Dems are standing with Iran. The nuke deal goes through a minority has basically decided the fate which would have, should have gone into a treaty. This is a treaty which demands two-thirds approval. But, of course, Obama and the cute way he does things, always bypassing, always getting around, well, the law. In fact, there's an article out that I'll get to talking about the specific Corker-Cardin legislation that took place that meant that Obama had to expose every bit of information that this deal was about. Remember the secret deals? Well, because those secret deals weren't included in what we were supposed to review, or at least our representatives were supposed to review, what do we get? Obama broke the law. You think he'll be held account accountable to it? Of course not. Why? Because the deadhead media. Yeah, it's just amazing. It is amazing. We keep taking another notch forward in how disastrous, how far away from the prime objective of a free press this country has become. Again, as I've said before, if the free press, if our press is doing their job, they blend into the woodwork. You don't even notice them because they are actually doing their job. They stand out like a sore thumb when they're not doing their job, when they become part and parcel to political outcomes, to what one party might want to accomplish. And it shows you how powerful they are. It shows you how powerful what the demands of a press, a free press, are in any free society. And so what we're going to do here is I'm going I'm to have, I just didn't have time today, in the, at the TimBurnsShow.com website, in the there's two areas there's the in case you missed it area and then there's the check this out area that has some of the uh the space shots that i uh post up there i've pulled some off now just didn't have time but i've got four videos that i'll let you know about as we get to them and we're gonna we're basically going to confront all the conspiracy theories regarding 9-11 but and that'll be over the next couple of days. So by the time tonight happens, for sure by tomorrow, these four videos will be posted. One of them is a tribute. It's a really, really good tribute to 9-11, to the 9-11, to the whole thing. It's, uh, it's, by, it's got Enya, and 
if anybody had seen that, it was immediately available post 9-11. <clears throat> it disappeared for a while, and I actually was able to find it on YouTube. And Very good video. The other couple of links that I'll have, well, I'll, I'll tell you about them when we go through. I just hope I can lay this out correctly and lay it out in form and fashion that it has a beginning and an end and isn't confused in between. But I do want to clean up a lot of stuff here. And thank you that uh, we don't have at least more big-time breaking news on Hillary. We do have a bunch of headlines revolving all around the election, the Democrat or Republican. We've got some news on John Boehner. And people still want him out. And now you've heard me talk about the lack of responsibility regarding how they got their power, both Boehner and McConnell. They got their power and they just sit on their hands. They do nothing. And shuffling paperwork inside is a lot different. If that's what they consider doing something, some congressional procedures and, and making sure they... The bottom line with them is they don't want to get blamed. They want to sit on their hands, keep as silent as possible, and hope like they've been doing for the last six years. Hope that the policies that are disastrous that by default, well, he's causing all these problems, Obama is, and by default we only have one other choice, and that's to vote for Boehner and McConnell. Well, we already have proof what they did in from 2010, they did nothing. In fact, they, they gave the, for lack of a better word, all those people who gave Boehner his new power, they all got the finger, if you want to look at it that way. They got the big bird flying at them. You want to sit at the table? No. You want a seat in the room? No. Go outside the building. We'll call you when we need you. As a matter of fact, we don't need you. That's how Boehner's attitude is. They thought it was actually going to get him the 2012 election until Romney, well, for lack of a better word, Romney just didn't have the right stuff to get it done. He blew it from debate one to debate two. Well, we get the 2014 elections, 15 seats, Senate seats turn over to Republicans. And what did those people run on? Repealing Obamacare. And what happened? Nothing. McConnell sitting on his hands, and now they're doing the same thing. It's all about sitting on your hands and waiting to let the power just default to you. And now they're going to wait. We can't do anything. We, can, we completely control the Congress, and we can't do anything, and this deal is perfect proof of it. Is anybody going to hold Obama accountable to the Corker-Cardin law that was passed that Obama just broke? I doubt it. So now it's time to wait for the 2016 election. I don't think if a certain group of people actually end up being the president, if you're looking at an outsider becoming president, I'm not sure that's what Boehner and McConnell are going to uh, be happy with. They want an establishment Republican president. That's why they want Kasich. Yeah, he's a great, he runs a, an important state. Let's make him the nominee. There was talk a couple of weeks ago in the last week to two that Romney is even thinking about coming out of the woodwork. Spare us the agony of that. Then you've got, of course, Trump and, and Ben Carson. 
Two outsiders, the new poll, 32 and 19% Trump and Carson get in a brand new poll. And what? 51% of people are supporting an outsider. That's a message that's resounding as loud as the Liberty Bell. It's resounding. But still, they got earplugs in Washington, D.C. I was thinking about that. Look, we gave it a go with Obama. We gave somebody with so much inexperience and with such a background that nobody was taught about. Unless an individual such as me made sure I did the homework because I'm a homework nut. I want to know, as soon as I find a piece of the puzzle, I'm looking for the next piece of the puzzle. I lay out all the pieces of the puzzle on the table, and I don't try and force them together. I let them fall together naturally. Well, this was pretty easy. When you spend 20 years in a church where you were married, where your kids were baptized, and this guy, for lack of a better word, preaches anti-Americanism, and we're talking about Reverend Wright, you get a feel for the kind of background. So let's do a little more homework on him. Oh, who was he? Where did he get his political start? Well, for anybody who's paid any kind of attention, you know all of those pieces of the puzzle that go together. But America wanted to make history. First black president. And nothing mattered. No vetting process whatsoever took place. It did not matter whether it was, you want to call it white guilt, or you just want to say, I want to be a part of history and I want to put that on my mantle so my great-great-grandkids can look at my voting record, look at my, my uh, ballot, my copy of my ballot, or just a plaque that says, I voted for the first black president. Well, 100 years from now, I'm not sure you're going to see any of those on mantles because of the embarrassment of what we did putting somebody with so much inexperience into the office. Well, if you look at what we did in 2008 and 2012, why not? We took a chance on that. Why not take a chance on a complete outsider? And Donald Trump is going to start crossing the bridge where he's going to get hammered from every angle there is. And sometimes he doesn't help himself. It doesn't seem to matter to the people who are supporting him. Why not have somebody who for sure knows how to negotiate, seemingly for sure will surround himself with people, will keep himself up to grade as far as educating himself as a president should self-educate himself once he gets into office. And then you choose the people around you that are the experts. You don't get somebody like Martin Dempsey. Well, unless you're Obama. You get a Joint Chiefs of Staff, brilliant military service, but he has over 40 years grown into this, he's evolved into this nuanced, I put everything on the table, but I really don't. Military force, I'm a stand-down guy, just like my president is. And they may call it a, a decision of last resort, but that'll never happen under Obama, and he's proved it out. Everything that we could have done to show the peace, the strength, uh, uh, peace through strength attitude of America and what that should be, well, that doesn't exist now. 
In fact, it's exact, they run away from it as quickly as possible. All right, so let's do some headlines here. We'll go through this, and then, uh, again, I will see if I can, in, in a good fashion, lay this out as best I can. Because, it, you know, if you want to look at a 9-11 tribute and exactly what's going on today, well, you got to go back to 1979. And that's what we're going to do. All right, so we've got uh, latest breaking news. These are just headlines. Hillary slams Obama. I, I, I listened to the quote by her. I'm not sure that was her intention. They need a leader who cares about them. She might have been just generically talking about all kinds of leaders, but it happens to be that the leader at present is Obama. Is she making the in- implication that Obama doesn't care? Well, that might be something profound. She said, I know that the link I have on TimBurnShow.com regarding the Chicago Unchained inner city activists trash Obama's State of the Union, about a four and a half minute long video. These people in the inner cities, especially in Obama's hometown, know that he's done nothing for them. He's not shown any leadership whatsoever. Once he got in, it was all about party power, retaining party power, and doing things politically that fit into both of those categories. So we've got Hillary supposedly slamming Obama. A new poll came out, and this was pretty interesting because I heard on the Deadhead Morning National Show that in this particular poll that was done, I can't remember the time, maybe about a month ago, Sanders was down by 20 points in this poll, and he's up by one. I think I saw the flash of 41 to 40 percent in Iowa. He's never led in Iowa, first time leading in Iowa. He's up in New Hampshire by seven. Big name plan Bs, I think I probably should have at least clicked into and see the first couple of paragraphs, but I'm sure it's the Democrats thinking Hillary might not survive this whole mess. She may end up by default getting, uh, well, by default, having to be replaced. The inevitability, I'm next in line. That may not work for the Democrats this time around. So plan B's, who would that be? Of course, Joe Biden. Uh, Anybody else come to mind? I don't think so. Big name. Well, who else is a big, O'Malley, that nobody knows who O'Malley is. I'm, I'm sure that this headline does not include, as far as big-name Plan B's, Bernie Sanders. Although Plan B's, maybe it is Biden, Bernie. <laughs> the Huma Files. This is Huma Abedin. She's the right hand. She's got all sorts of problems. You know, th- these people, once they get their little click of power that they have going, they just know how to milk the system. I mean, it was only ten grand. Huma Files, Feds formally investigated top Clinton aid for embezzlement. This has to do with maternity leave. It was a 10000 All of a sudden, she got a $30,000 severance check of some sort. It just, her excuse was, well, I don't handle the finances. My husband, you know, that dedicated public, oh, that dedicated Instagrammer. Oh, that dedicated self-obsessed with his own body part, husband of yours, Anthony Weiner, 
who actually was told he needs to stay away from the Hillary fundraisers at this point. Well, hold it. That's my wife. I need to be by her side. She needs help in these terrible times. Well, the terrible times are all self-inflicted. Now, is this a is this a matter of they knew or were they being suggested to by the Clintons? Hey, I got a way you can probably capture an extra 10 to 30 grand. Milk the system. It's what the, the Clintons are experts at it to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars into the Clinton Foundation. Uh, we've got a headline that the government turned over fewer emails than were ordered. Does it really matter? I mean, whether it's one email that makes the direct point that what Hillary has done, or whether it's 100 emails, it really doesn't matter. By now, anybody who's paid any kind of attention should know that what she did, no matter what kind of new evolution of excuse she's making, what she did was, well, I guess she's above the law, but she broke the law. It's pretty plain and simple. Oh, I'm, I'm judge, jury, and convictor, I guess, at this point. Place your bets. Win. Stephen Wynn gets the first Democratic debate, I'm assuming. That's going to have to be in Vegas, right? What a place. They gambled all of our money away, so now they can go gamble more of our money away in Vegas. All right. Stick around, everybody, on the Tim Burns Show here on 810 KLVZ. Tim Burns, Phenomenal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions. And if you are already participating in your industry's convention and somehow it just isn't working right, maybe your venue has moved from one city to the next and labor is a complete hassle. You know what it takes to have smooth logistics. I encourage you to give Nominal Exhibit Services a call at 303-901-9090. One phone call does it all. They manage the entire process. So again, take the hassles out. Call Nominal. 303-901-9090. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, Dave. I'm going to get Sue something from this really cool jewelry website. What's the special occasion? There isn't one, but I was talking to Hank, and he said he went to JT Jewelry and got Jill something. And funny story, he was watching a movie and heard the line, the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. He goes to JT Jewelry and not only got her a pair of earrings, he got her a pendant too. He gives her the earrings and she loved them. A few minutes later, he gives her the pendant and tells her, let's go to the jewelry store and get fitted into a necklace that's just the way you want it. He got her two pieces of jewelry? Yeah, he said the prices were so good he couldn't resist, but the story gets better. They went to a company outing and the boss's wife saw the pendant and just loved it. Jill was a hit of the party. That must have made him feel good. Good? Hank said the night might have been even better than his wedding night. (laughs) (laughs) What's that website again? JT-Jewelry.com All right, welcome back here. A little business news. I just happened to catch uh, one of these punks who are the business reps for the uh, Obama administration. I don't know if he's the Commerce Department, if he's the Labor Department. Labor Department is the one guy. Uh, this is the, uh, oh, this is the Council of Economic Advisors. I don't think the guy's over 40 years old. 
has the experience of well, he has the experience of following orders. I think that's the that's his biggest plus for Obama. And <laughs> the one quote that caught my caught my ire was, "It's time." The jobs number, the unemployment rate, jobs are going. I heard somebody, one of the CNBC anchors, say, well, the job market even last month was pretty good. 173,000 jobs created is good. Give me a When are you going to get off of this CNBC? Well, so they interviewed him about the fact that wages have not gone up at all under the Obama terms. They haven't gone up a bit. Wages are stagnant. Now, we've seen the artificial policy, monetary policy that the Fed has done, holding interest rates down. Plenty of times they could have tested the market, especially when Obama's outstanding jobs number were at 310,000. <laughs> Remember, Ronald Reagan, after all his policies kicked into place, after he won the war on inflation and relied on Paul Volcker to win that war for the American people, they upped interest rates by 2%. They killed the economy. They created a recession on purpose, if you want to look at it that way. Why? Because they just wanted, to, they wanted the demand of people borrowing money at high rates to stop. Business must have been booming. For people to be willing to borrow, for house homeowners to be willing to buy a house at 20% interest? Can you imagine? Well, those interest rates, that unemployment rate, that inflation rate under Reagan started to come down in his first two and a half years. And then the boom started. 1.1 million jobs in one month. That's almost Obama's 310,000 or 20, 326,000 jobs. I mean, that is happy days. That's the roaring 20s in their, in their world. So 170, they keep dialing it down. So here's the, we know all of the artificial policies, and they've led. These monetary policies have led to the liquidity, which has caused the stock market to rise, to P.E. ratios, valuations that are at the, Last time we've seen these valuations, what's happened? We've had crashes. Same valuations, 17 to 18 PEs going on. Price to earnings ratios, 2000, 2007, and they're the same right now. In fact, those valuations back in 1929 were too. Volatility index, we don't measure back way back when. Same years, 2000, 07, and right now, volatility is through the roof as far as the trading volatility that's going on, the volatility of the ups and downs of the market. It almost seems like, in fact, for the first time in a bunch of days, we're below 100 one way or the other, whether it's up 100 or down 100. So anyway, with that being said, here comes the chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors. And I, I forget what his name is, but his main point was, okay, We've stabilized everything. Everything's going so well, except that wages have not increased. Well, why have wages not increased? Because you keep replacing full-time jobs, good-paying jobs, with, with part-time and low-paying jobs. That's the job numbers that are being created. All of the jobs that are being created is this trade-off. 
So what is his solution? Well, they've watched the Fed just arbitrarily do things artificially. So now it's time to think about doing things, well, the way the union would love it, and that is to arbitrarily raise wages. Just tell. In fact, if I remember correctly, this guy was trying to say that companies really, we should have a, almost a, uh, we should send out people to educate businesses about how healthy it is for the economy if they would just arbitrarily pay their employees more money. Because why? Because that money will go to be spent in the economy without realizing that even jobs is a law of supply and demand. The more supply you have of workers, the less that is demanded about pay. Do you want to raise rates? Do you want to have them raise all by themselves? Do you want economic evolution to take place? Then you limit the amount of workers. And how do you do that? You secure the border. That will cause... Again, looking at the unions, the history shows us when we're in boom economic times, there's not enough people for the amount of jobs that are going in these boom economic times. So how do they attract these people to the job that a particular company wants to fill? They go out there and offer more money. I've told you that story out in Wichita, Kansas, 15 and 16 year olds making $3 above minimum wage. You don't have to arbitrarily do it. The union could recognize this if it wanted to, but it won't. So what's the application now to just arbitrarily do it? Maybe Obama will have some executive action demanding that all companies raise rates by $2 an hour. I have an executive action because I'm the greatest economic president the world's ever seen. All right, so let's get back to uh, Biden takes pre-campaign to Clinton turf. That's just a headline. Didn't read it. Place your bets. Okay, we got that one done. Uh, Wasserman Schultz, she's the, she runs the DNC, dings Obama, dismisses O'Malley, and Drudge. Didn't read the headline. I don't know what she's saying about Drudge. But they can't stand him. The truth, well, as anybody understands. Um, you can't handle the truth. And they can't. They don't even know the truth. They have no clue about how the real economic business world works. All they have is political philosophy and political um, political steps they can take that they think will actually work. It's always about wishing and hoping. John Kerry is the most prime example of wishing and hoping his way through foreign policy and taking America down a really bad road. All right, so we've got uh, uh, a former, uh, Biden takes, okay, we've got Hillary women's event. Now, Hillary's really drawing the crowds. The place was empty, as a matter of fact. Karen Tumulty, voters see long resume, but short list of accomplishments. This coming from Karen Tumulty, that's pretty striking. And again, I, I tell you, 
there is a solid chance that they have to abandon Hillary, that the baggage that gets collected as a result of all of this, well, let's get to this latest headline here. The former IT staffer says no testimony without immunity. Is that really the case? Well, does anybody remember Lois Lerner, her first visit to one of these committees in Congress? Remember she came under the, the parameters. She showed up because she had immunity, and what did she do? She made a statement that actually caused her some legal trouble. If you have immunity, you keep, you're not supposed to say anything. And yet, without answering any question, without wanting to answer any question, she gave a statement about how innocent she was, about how she didn't have anything to do with anything. Lois Lerner, the central figure in the IRS Tea Party targeting scandal, waived her right when she gave a bold statement declaring her innocence and claiming to have broken no laws. Then she took the Fifth Amendment. This is the real delicate act for these guys with this uh, Pagliano guy and granting him immunity. He's got the roadmap upon which he can play cute if he wants to. Now, he is not in the protected position such as somebody like Lois Lerner is. He's not on, this Pagliano, this IT guy, isn't on the inside of the inside of the inside, if you know what I mean. Will they let him hang out to dry? Or is order for him to protect himself, he really should go through the immunity, become immunized, and then actually spill the beans. You want to be a hero, Pagliano? Do the right thing. All right, stick around, everyone. This is Tim Burns. Clarkson and I've toured the country dozens of times and there's one thing I see everywhere childhood hunger the sad truth is that 17 million kids struggle with it that's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers up surplus food and gets it to hungry kids join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org to help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank visit feedingamerica.org brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council as Internet technology advances, so does the threat of cybercrime. In times like these, we must protect ourselves from cybercrime. Antivirus software, firewalls, and security patches are just the beginning. Never open suspicious emails and only navigate to trusted sites. Protect your child by installing parental control software and monitoring their computer use. To learn more about cybercrime, visit ncpc.org or contact your local law enforcement agency. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Tim Burns for DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Are you looking for an adoptable pet that's been rescued from abandonment or abuse? You know, there's a lot of different dogs out there. You can get a dog that goes from abandonment and abuse to a cage and then to you. That will never happen at DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Why? Because they have a great rehabilitation system that helps the animal find who itself is. So I encourage you, anywhere on the front range, if you're looking for a dog, go to DoggyDogWorldRescue.com.
Alrighty then, uh, let's uh, let's get to this David Brock. I mentioned David Brock, I don't know, a couple of days ago, maybe this week or the end of last week. And David Brock is one of these guys who does what politically he needs to do to stay in, uh, in the game, if you want to look at it that way. And I think they summed it up pretty good. David Brock's war against the New York Times. David Brock, they listed as Brock, the former right-wing journalist turned pro-Clinton crusader takes aim at a top New York Times editor in a soon-to-be-released book obtained by Politico in the book titled Killing the Messenger. It's a war against the New York Times, as it's listed here, uh, and it just went nuclear, and the paper is responding with equal fury. The right-wing plot, this is Brock's interpretation of what's going on. Gee, do those words sound familiar, right? Well, it's just a plot now. It's not a conspiracy. Now, what's a conspiracy is on more flimsy ground than a plot. A plot, I guess using the word plot gives a more uh, real, it must be more real at this point because it's a plot, not a conspiracy. So there you have a new, <laughs> a new evolution of the Hillary Clinton and her supporters in what they want to tell the American people, the right-wing plot to derail Hillary Clinton and hijack your government. Brock accuses senior politics editor and former Washington bureau chief Carolyn Ryan of helping to turn the paper into a, quote, megaphone for conservative propaganda. Are you kidding me? Does anybody believe that? Anybody who pays any kind of attention, do you think... The New York Times is a megaphone for conservative propaganda. Well, if you don't fully support 100% Democrat principles or Hillary principles at this point, if there's one little iota of not putting those blinders on, putting that blindfold on, and being led by that gigantic ring in the nose down the road of Hillary propaganda, I mean, we all know. The New York Times is no conservative propaganda megaphone. But this really got, I had mentioned this a number of times, that the New York Times has been pointing out certain things where I scratched my head and said, boy, that's not the usual New York Times. My conclusion has always been that they don't think Hillary is a good candidate. They don't think well, they love the idea that perhaps a ultra-progressive agenda through somebody like Bernie Sanders can actually happen in this election cycle. So they very delicately have, the New York Times has very delicately pointed out some things that are, they're not anti-Hillary, but they point out some question marks regarding Hillary. Well, that, in David Brock's mind, is now a new New York Times that's all about conservative propaganda. <laughs> I haven't seen any conservative writings by the New York Times, any conservative causes being taken up. If you want to take up a conservative cause, New York Times, then why don't you be a part of exposing Planned Parenthood, of getting your supposedly best investigators the world has ever seen, and getting out there, 
and determining that Planned Parenthood is actually selling baby parts and it's against the law. That may draw the label of megaphone for conservative propaganda. <laughs> now they, he's being caught because this is unfairly targeting former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. As it concerns Clinton coverage, the Times will have a special place in hell. David Brock writes. Now this is how far up. How can somebody go from being a right-wing journalist to an off He's so far left, he's wrong. <laughs> I think that was a, a statement made a long time ago by, uh, I think that was uh, on the old Hannity and Combs show. Somebody came in and said, Han uh, Combs, you're so left, you're wrong. <laughs> so this is the kind of stuff that is confronting Hillary at this point. Now, let's move to, uh, well, it's a couple more headlines here. Uh, let's see. Ooh, the Republicans are following a familiar plan. Surrender, then play fight. John Boehner standing in the way of a conservative plan. Well, gee, how long has he been doing that? And uh, let's see, Trump. Uh, okay, I think we can probably move. Okay, let's do this. Let's All that the Republican Congress has to do, this is concerning the Iran deal. This is concerning what just passed through. In fact, President Obama, they just passed or they just got the whole thing done. And now a minority is ruling the roost as far as going outside the realm of our democratic principles. Remember, we're a constitutional republic based on democratic principles. We start with mob rule and it's injected into this unbelievable, ingenious representative systems that our founders came up with. Breaking down power from the bottom and breaking down power from the top. Well, we've got uh, the president who has now gotten his way because minority rules in his world. And it didn't matter. I'm telling you, this vote didn't matter. Could have been 100 to nothing. It doesn't matter to Obama. And he's already broken the law. At least this legislation that passed through Senator Corker and Senator Cardin, a Republican and a Democrat, I... Don't know if you really want to call Corker a Republican, but he's come up with some stuff that is just he is a true blue establishment Republican. Let's put it that way. Uh, so we've got uh, all the Republican controlled Congress has to do if it really wants to derail, derail this thing, which I guess is a done deal at this point. I'm sure those bold Republicans who run the power structure starting with McConnell and people like Bob Corker, I am sure they're going to go to a court of law right now and file an injunction against Obama that he just broke the law. He has just approved a deal that he couldn't have approved unless he exposed the entire deal to the representatives. You know, and democracy is never mentioned in our Constitution, the word democracy. And yet, what do most Democrats call our system of government, a democracy. Google, uh, look through a search mode. You can go to mine and look through the search mode. You won't find it. It doesn't exist in the Constitution. Why? Because we convert the mob rule into this system. And that's what this system should all be about. 
if they really had the gumption to do it, they should file an injunction. You think Boehner and McConnell will be behind that? Are you kidding me? They've done everything they can to make sure they don't stand up for anything. Why? Because they're so afraid of the labels that they will garner from the, from the press, from the deadheads. They're so afraid of the stereotypes. Look, they're going to put stereotypes on you anyway. So you don't like to be sticks and stones. You don't want to be called names. Well, then get out of the position. In fact, there is uh, other news about um, Boehner, uh, future as speaker in doubt. We heard a story a couple of weeks ago about this. Those accomplishments have done nothing to placate Boehner's accomplishments. <laughs> That's why I put, the, I put the word in bold. But those accomplishments have done nothing to placate the conservative wing. What accomplishments? What has Boehner accomplished besides waiting around for we the people to elect representatives based upon what they want those representatives to do and when they finally get to Washington after all of the election process being sworn in, they get no time of day from this establishment Republican leadership. Conservatives are threatening to oppose any budget bill that continues to fund Planned Parenthood. That is the leading priority of the House Freedom Caucus, the group of 30 or so conservatives that tries to drag leadership. Now, can you tell what kind of a deadhead media writer this is? 30 or so conservatives. Well, hold it. Doesn't Boehner, when he's out there, call himself a conservative? So he's trying to drag, Boehner's dragging himself to the right? No. But this is the way it's framed. These create the images that tries to drag leadership to the right. Well, apparently this is where the country is. They want, look at Trump's, look at Carson. They both relatively are on the same page regarding the border. First priority, secure the border. And yet, that won't be anything. Immigration bills, whatever the case, that won't be anything Boehner or McConnell would ever touch. Some aides say that Boehner should offer a separate bill to deny the family planning organization money. Well, that would be a good idea. That puts people on record for a specific issue. That would seem to be the logical thing to do as far as passing bills. Again, as I said before, when we went, when these videos came out, there would be one person who could fund the whole, Tom Steyer, who spent a billion dollars in the last election cycle trying to get green energy candidates, any Democrat that's as radical as, as he's always been. No, Tom Steyer made all his money in coal and then all of a sudden became green. Why? Because he knew if he could make that political it's almost like david brock tom steyer is just like david brock in that regard he made his money from coal that quote dirty fuel coal is one of the best resources all we need to do is to find ways to do it cleaner and better it's not going anywhere coal produces two-thirds of the electricity in this country more than all of the other energies, whether green or fossil fuels, combined, coal produces more energy. Do you want to know how the coal war on coal has worked in the Obama administration? 
electricity prices are the highest they've ever been for the last at least year, if not two years. Electricity prices have never been higher. If we went after our coal, like the innovation and invention and entrepreneurial creativity that took place in the natural gas market through fracking, units of natural gas were trading between 8 to $10. And then all of a sudden, this onslaught of all these wells in the Northeast, dead wells for all practical purposes, and here comes fracking. And all of a sudden, these people are earning lots of revenues because it's freeing up more oil. And the explosion of the natural gas markets, natural gas was up a big seven cents today at $2.70-something cents. As a matter of fact, let's check TimBurnShow.com and see exactly what it closed at. $2.67. It used to be 10 bucks. How healthy is that for the consumer? I know I look at my XL energy bills over the last couple of years. I had the low. It's amazing that when energy, when we go after our own energy, how it affects everyday Americans like me. I never had a bill underneath $150 deep into the summertime when no heating systems are working. My last bill was $115. I, I'm scratching my head figuring out how is that possible. It's never been that way for 20 years. This is the same thing we can do with coal. Release the hounds. Let American entrepreneurial ingenuity go after this stuff. And all of a sudden, the price of electricity because of the new innovations that the new clean technologies that will happen. Well, we haven't built a refinery, an oil refinery in 40 years. You think they're going to approve building coal plants? No. It's all about putting carburetors, you know, an extra carburetor here and there on old Model Ts. We're not doing anything innovative right now regarding energy. And we could control our energy prices. We could control so much if we just release the hounds, if government... And did you hear? I just saw that on the local news last night. I was waiting for actually somebody to really, from the local deadhead news point of view, to make a comment of, this isn't right. Uh, what's her name? McCarthy. She runs the EPA. Gina McCarthy. This whole spill up there in Durango, the mine from Silverton on down the river, the Animus River. Well, the hearing was before Congress. I'm actually surprised because she, maybe that's the only reason they covered it, is because she didn't show up here. And this is so typical of the Obama administration. Hey, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. If I'm not promoting my causes, then I ain't showing up. And that's exactly what she did. She's the responsible party. She runs the EPA. The EPA is at fault for this whole toxic spill that took place. And she didn't even show up. Why? Because it's a reflection of who Obama is. She's just like Obama in that regard. Hey, I'm the power person, and I'll show up when I just feel like showing up. There's no accountability whatsoever in this administration. All right, we'll get back... Uh, from the break here and do a couple more things 
and then I'll do a summary of what we're going to do tomorrow. Stick around on the Tim Burns Show here on 810KLVZ. Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. The convention business is big business. Why? Because big business is done at these conventions. 20%, 40 half the business for the entire year can be done at these conventions. If it's time for your company to step up and you just don't know where to start, I encourage you to call Nominal Exhibit Services. Not one company does it all, but one company takes care of all the logistics, and that's Nominal Exhibit Services. Call them at 303-901-9090. All right, welcome back here. All right, finishing up on this whole uh, idea of breaking the law. Obama broke the law. You think anybody in the deadhead is going to hold him to account? Of course not. So let's see the Obama statement regarding his lauding the, sen the, the Senate Democrats who took up his cause. Today, the Senate took an, a historic step forward and voted to enable the United States to work with our international... I, I'm sure this is just such gobbledygook and full of hopes and wishes. In fact, what's the headline? Obama lauds Senate for vote to, quote, enable U.S. to work with Iran. Is that what we really want to do is work with Iran? Are they a workable partner? What? We shake their hand as they go out of the room. They turn around and say, hey, congratulations on working with us. Death to America. Today, the Senate took a historic step forward and voted to enable the United States to work with our international partners to enable the implementation of the comprehensive long-term deal that will prevent Iran from attain, obtaining a nuclear weapon. Yeah? Well, Colin Powell said they've been on the superhighway. And we're about to give them $100 billion. You think they got enough gas money to keep going down that superhighway towards their nuclear goal? Well, of course they do. You think if they were really fearful that that would get cut off or that we had some kind of way to hold them accountable, that they'd be making the rhetoric and the statements that they've been making? Of course not. In fact, I saw here's uh, one other thing about Russia. Uh, Russia is doing war games, and I heard that Russia actually, I saw a headline yesterday that Russia actually has troops in Iran right now. Gee, I wonder why the deadhead media isn't covering that. This vote is a victory for diplomacy. Wow, isn't that great? It's not a victory for America. It's a victory for diplomacy, which lets you know one thing. It lets you know Obama had only one thing on his mind, and that was a piece of paper that would give him his foreign policy legacy. And as I said, it's a legacy. It's a nightmare legacy that he, in time, well, maybe he will be proud of it all the way down the line when it shows itself that it has no merit whatsoever. This vote is a victory for diplomacy, for American national security. Uh, wrong. And for the safety and security of the world, really? <laughs> Jeez. For nearly two years, I wonder who wrote this 
<laughs> for him. For nearly two years, we negotiated from a position of strength. Are you kidding me? Even most Americans know that that's not true. In fact, Pew just came out with a poll. Just 21% of Americans support the deal. Now, think about polls, historic polls. Now, I've told you about conservative and somewhat conservative, two out of every three people in this country I've seen in a couple of polls. Liberal and somewhat liberal garner the other 33%, and barely of them, 20% in that poll was liberal. Over 50 years, a particular poll, 39 to 40% of people say they're conservative. And 20% over that same time say they're liberal. Now, that may have grown a little bit in, Obama, in the beginning of the Obama presidency. <laughs> but as the presidency has gone on, perhaps they've waned back to the 21%. But think about this. If 21% are only supporting this deal and 20% for decades have said they're liberal, then the only people supporting this deal are diehard liberals. Not even somewhat liberal people are supporting it. And for sure, conservative and somewhat conservative aren't supporting it. So with 21% support, that's a mandate in Obama's world? With a third of the Senate, that's a mandate in Obama's world? That's the way America, that's the way our political system works? Good grief. We negotiated from, to reach an agreement that meets our core objectives, negotiated from a position of strength. Name one thing we got. Did we get hostages? Did we get the ability on a 24-7 basis like was promoted in the beginning? Did we get that ability to be there to inspect? To confirm, to hold Iran accountable? No, we got to wait 24 days and Iran has a vote in it. Are we the ones doing the inspecting, inspect, inspections? No. We third party subcontracted that out to the IAEA, which is a UN group that doesn't give a rat's kahunga about the United States. The UN is a House divided against itself that will not stand, period. It will fall by the wayside like the League of Nations. You cannot have one representative of a country that does guarantee unalienable rights sitting across the table from another representative of a country that could care less about its citizens. It'll never work. All right, we've got... Uh we negotiated from a position of strength to reach an agreement that meets our core objectives. Since we concluded these negotiations, we have had the most consequential national security debate since... Debate? Are you kidding me? Yeah, you got people screaming up in arms that you didn't, you didn't hold any red lines. You walked away from 10 different red lines. And the hostages should have been the first one. Since the decision to invade Iraq, what does that have to do with anything? Over the last several weeks, the more members studied the details of this deal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They weren't allowed to. They weren't allowed to discuss it. In fact, there were secret deals. that w That's what Obama's. That's why they're trying to hold Obama to. A, uh, that's why he could be charged with breaking the law. Because they didn't have the details. They didn't know that Iran had the final choice in the inspection process. 
and it was a 24-day delay. And that, again, it's all about a UN organization doing all of the front work. We're not even in it. We're not, we don't even have feet on the ground in this regard. I am heartened that so many senators judge this deal <laughs> on the merits and I'm gratified by a strong support of lawmakers and citizens alike. Okay, 21% of citizens, a third of the Congress. Right. Going forward, we will turn the critical work of implementing and verifying this deal so that Iran cannot pursue a nuclear weapon while pursuing a foreign policy that leaves our country and the world a safer place. Obama statement, his statement read, My goodness, you want to talk about a hope and wish foreign policy? But that statement, right there, that statement proves that it was all a piece of paper. It was all a foreign policy legacy that he was going after because we know the facts. Now, what we're going to do tomorrow is I'm going to start, since it's all about Iran right now, and he's applauding himself, patting himself on the back, but we have just opened the floodgates again And it all goes full circle. The whole thing started way back in 1979, didn't it? We had many hostages held for 444 days. It's amazing what goes around, comes around, without any clue of learning the lessons of history. That which you don't learn, you're doomed to repeat. And this is a deal that just got done that gives us no security from an American point of view. All right, so we're going to do the 9-11 tribute tomorrow. I'm going to have some videos posted by tomorrow's show, and we'll go over them. So everybody have a great day. This is the Tim Burns Show. Don't forget TimBurnsShow.com and tell someone you know about the Tim Burns Show. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.